0: Welcome to the Calvary Assembly podcast with weekly messages from Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. If you have your Bibles, open them to the book of Isaiah all the way back in the Old Testament. It's a really big book in the Old Testament. Uh, So we're going to start a new message series for Christmas this year, and I had one planned out and then just felt like we needed to change the direction we were going. So this is called Missing Peace. How many of you know right now in our world, there's not a whole lot of peace? Um, You know, there's just a lot of strife, a lot of division, you know, with the elections coming up, everybody's at everybody's throat, uh, as has been the tradition for years, right? And so uh, we're going to talk about how to find peace at Christmas time, because we all need that. Uh, we appreciate uh, Life Church down in Oklahoma. They they give ideas and, and uh, graphics, and so brought that. Appreciate those having those graphics and stuff. So we don't have to make them ourselves. Uh, the Book of Isaiah. Uh, we're going to go to chapter 26. If you have the U Version Bible app, uh, if you go to that events tab, the notes are there. I know we had one gentleman couldn't. They didn't show up this morning in his, but they showed up in mine. So I'm not sure if it's in, what's going on with that. But if you can't find it. Uh, you have your Bible too. Isaiah chapter 26. So the prophet Isaiah is talking to uh, the Israelites and he's been talking about how in the end of time there's going to be a lot of wars, a lot of destruction, a lot of things going on, a lot of lack of peace. And so in Isaiah 26, he says this though, he's, he gives some comfort to the people. It says, in that day, everyone in the land of Judah will sing this song. Our city is strong. We're surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Open the gates to all who are righteous and allow the faithful to enter. So somebody in the last days, uh, we're going to have security in the Lord. And then he says this in verse 3, you will keep in what? Perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. You will keep in what? Perfect peace all who trust in you. And here's the key all whose thoughts are fixed on what? You, on Him. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. So Isaiah is saying here okay, in the last days, there's going to be a lot of strife, a lot of division, a lot of conflict like we're seeing right now. But he said, when you fix your thoughts on the Lord, you will have what? Perfect peace. How many of you would like to have perfect peace? I would. I'll be honest, I'm a worrier. I'm one of those, I, I like to worry. I don't like to worry, but I do it a lot. I'm a professional worrier, I think would be the word. Professional. Um, so I worry a lot. And so this is something that really speaks to me. I would love to have perfect peace in Jesus. And I know many of us are in the same boat. We want that. And so, what does it mean to have perfect peace? Is it possible to have perfect peace? So well, that's what we're going to talk about this morning. We're going to talk about where peace starts. And so one thing that we realize is perfect peace is available because isaiah said so but it's a battle to get there how many of you know there is a battle going on in our minds all the time there is a there's a spiritual battle going on around the world we talked about that in the month of october but there's also a battle in our minds because a lot of us allow conflict to happen in our brains so what does that mean how many of you have ever had an argument with someone and you stewed about it the whole rest of the day you ever been there maybe your spouse, maybe a coworker, maybe the person in front of you in traffic, they didn't know you were having an argument, but you were having an argument, right? And you just think about it all day, ah! I was running late yesterday to get somewhere and I was going downtown, we were on a through street, you know, no stop signs, this guy stopped at every intersection. We didn't have a stop sign, but he just stopped and he would kind of look around, and then he would go to the next one, stop, and kind of look around. I was in my car doing that silent scream like, move, like, it was, it was bad. So, and then I got to go to Walmart. And so, you know how that goes. So, more waiting. So, in this life, a lot of people are seeking peace in the wrong place. There are so many people, many of us included, we're looking for peace, but we're looking in the wrong place. And so, if you went around on the street and you said, what, if you could have one thing, one wish for Christmas, what would it be? And you can't say, I want more wishes. That's illegal. Okay? But if we said, I would give you one wish for Christmas, what would it be? What would a lot of people say? money, right? More money. They would say, I, I, I would like fame, you know, maybe some TikTok followers, you know, something like that. I mean, they would, they would ask for a lot of things, but yeah, you'd hope they would say peace. That's what we need, but that's not what a lot of us are looking for in life. If you really look at our lives, it, a lot of us will look like we're going after money or fame or prestige, right? And with the internet culture we had today, anybody can be a celebrity now. And so a lot of people are chasing that dream, Right? And so we're looking for peace, but we're looking in the wrong place. And what we really need is peace. And what we celebrated Christmas in, in Luke, when the angel came and announced Christ's birth, what did he say? He announced peace. Right? When the angel came at Christ's birth, he announced peace. So, and Paul, when Paul wrote letters, he would often close them or open them with saying grace and peace. To you from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ he didn't say grace and internet fame he didn't say grace and you know discounts at the store he said grace and peace we need that and so how many of you know we can have all that stuff that we're looking for right we can we can have money we can have a great job we can have a great spouse but we can still lack peace you ever been there You know, I got all this stuff, I got everything I really thought I wanted, but I'm still not at peace. It's because that peace comes through Christ. And the peace that comes through Christ is perfect peace. The peace that comes from Jesus is a perfect peace. That word peace, uh, this translated peace in the Hebrew is shalom. And you might have heard Jewish people say that. Shalom means complete. That, That meaning of peace is like completeness or whole, or total. It means when you have that perfect peace, it means your life is kind of complete. Now, does it mean it's perfect? No, but it's complete. You have what you need in Christ. So it means to be sound. Um, It means to be completely whole. And so here's the thing, guys. A lot of us think that peace means absence of conflict, but that's really not what it means. I can have peace and still have war around me, I can have peace on the inside and still be aggravated with things. I can have peace inside me and still not have everything around me right, but peace is found in Christ. I found this quote I love from Craig Groeschel. It says, peace isn't found in the absence of problems. It's found in the presence of God. But a lot of us, you know what we're really familiar with? Imperfect peace. Imperfect. How many of you have been cruising along, life seems like it's going really well, and then something just, you ever have that? Yeah. You know, it seems like things are going really, really well, and then the car breaks down. Or things are going really well, and you get a phone call. Things are going really well, and you get a text message, right? And then stuff just kind of falls apart. We're used to that. And so what we're looking for, guys, is perfect peace. And that peace is found in Christ, but we have to get there. And so to get there is often a struggle. And here's the thing. The battle for peace starts where? right here it starts in our mind the battle for peace starts in our minds and to find perfect peace our our minds have to be fixed on Christ remember in verse 3 he says you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you all whose thoughts are fixed on you what does that mean fixed that word fixed means to lean on to completely lean on in other words i need to make jesus my focus Remember what Jesus said in Matthew? He says, seek first the kingdom of God above all else, and all these other things will be added to you. Seek him first and his kingdom first, and everything else will be added. We have to be fixed on him, right? It means to completely lean on, to completely trust. And so I want to ask you, you, do you ever just let your mind kind of wander? Where does it go? Because that's kind of what we're fixed on. And so a lot of times when our minds wander, we're thinking about, Okay, I gotta do this at work tomorrow, or I gotta do this at home, or I gotta fix this, I got this list done, I've got to get this, I gotta make this phone call. And so when our mind starts to wonder, sometimes it would be good just to kind of bring it back onto Jesus, right? Just kind of let's redirect that. Let's fix our mind on him because he's the one that's gonna fix all this other stuff. So we have to fix on him. And here's the biggest thing I want us to get today To, to find perfect peace, we have to tame runaway thoughts. What does that mean? How many of you ever had a thought that took off on you? Like, you, you have that train. I know, I know sometimes wives do this. They say, honey, what are you thinking about? You ask your husband, what are you thinking about? You ever do that? And so sometimes I'll tell my wife, I'll tell Amy what I'm thinking about. She's like, why are you thinking about that? And I was like, well, I was thinking about this, and then it kind of jumped to this, and then it kind of jumped to this, and then it jumped to this, right? I mean... I think we were riding behind a chicken truck one time. And I was like, how many feathers are on that truck? She's like, what are you thinking? Why would you think that? Well, you know, I was kind of here and then here and then here. And then she's like, I don't want to know anymore. Don't tell me. But we have that sometimes. Sometimes we'll be thinking about this. And then we'll start worrying about this. And then start worrying about this. and, And then before we're done, we have ourselves completely frazzled. So we have to start taming those runaway thoughts. How do we do that? Well, if you have your Bibles, Philippians chapter 4. It'll be on the screen here too. Verse 6. This is one of my most favorite passages of scripture. Paul says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, what? Pray about everything. He said, don't worry, pray. Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Then, did you catch that? When you find yourself worrying, stop and pray about that. Tell God what you need. and Then he says, then you'll experience God's peace. Isn't that what we're looking for? So he said, when you start having those thoughts that kind of derail, kind of run off on you, he said, stop and pray about it. Tell God what you need. He wants to hear you. He wants to talk to you. And he said, then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix, there's that word again, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting in practice all you've learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. So here's the formula right here. So back in Isaiah, he said, you will keep in perfect peace anyone whose thoughts are fixed on you. Here, Paul says, here's how to fix your thoughts on him. When these thoughts come, when these runaway thoughts start taking off on you, when your anxiety starts coming up, he said, stop and what? Pray about it. Pray about it. When you start worrying about your kids, stop and what? Pray for them. When you start worrying about your finances, stop and pray about it. Take that to the Lord. When you start worrying about this relationship, stop and pray about it. And then he said, then you'll receive peace. And then he said, replace those anxious thoughts with good ones. Thoughts about what's good and upright and lovely and admirable. In other words, when you're replaying that argument you had with that person, pray for them, and then replace that with something good, right? So a couple of different thoughts that tend to run away on us. Fear. Fear is one, isn't it? You ever hear about a shooting somewhere and you have a kid living close to that? You start worrying about that, and then you start thinking, oh, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, what if, what if, what if? stop, pray about it, and then replace that thought. He says that he'll keep me in perfect peace if I fix my mind on him. Okay, I'm going to think about that, right? When I start worrying about finances, I start being afraid that I'm not going to have, uh, stop, pray about it. He says he's the one that provides all of my needs according to his riches. See how that works? We replace those thoughts. Fear can actually keep us from receiving God's love. It steals our peace, because we, we think about punishment. We think about all those things. I love this verse in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. It says, God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. As we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. For we can face Him with confidence, because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear, because perfect love expels all fear. If we're afraid, it's for fear of punishment. And this shows we not fully experience this perfect love. So, we realize we don't have to live in fear because of his love. We can replace those. Fear can keep us from stepping out in faith and doing things God has asked us to do. Worry is another one. Worry is one, like I said, that's one that I'm, I'm really good at. Worry. We worry about this We worry about that. What are we going to do here? How are we going to do this, right? One worry leads to another, and, and they tend to snowball. They get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, sometimes we'll find people... They're just in a, in a frizzy, like just, ah, well, what are you worried about? Global economy. <laughs> what? And you have to kind of backtrack. How did that all start? Well, it all started here when the price of milk went up, right? And so we have to work our way back and then trust God and start praying about it. Again, that verse that I quoted earlier, Matthew six thirty three: Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he'll give you everything that you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And then anxiety is another one. And I was actually reading a book this week, and a lady was saying that, you know, this is a, a Christian psychologist that wrote this book, and, and she was saying that, you know, since COVID, they've seen so much anxiety in people. Like, the anxiety levels are just through the roof right now because there's so much more to worry about today, it seems like. And they said they're actually finding out now that there's a lot of physical symptoms that can all be traced back to what? Anxiety. She said they're seeing people show up with these random symptoms, and they can't figure out what it is, and they finally get back to the root of it. It's all coming from that anxiety because we, we internalize all this stuff, and we worry, and we worry, and we worry, and we worry. And so she said we really just have to start fixing our eyes and fixing our thoughts on Christ and allow him to do that. And, yeah, use these other things that they teach you, but they said we have to really pray about this stuff and really get back to it and, and then go get help. There's no shame. Guys, please hear me. There's no shame in going to someone for help. Please understand that. We have so many people that suffer in silence because they're afraid, well, people, won't think, people will think less of me if I go and see a counselor. People will think less of me if I take a medication. No. Sometimes you have to get help, right? So don't ever feel that way. Um, but it can, it can steal our peace. And so we can go to him and pray about it. And then, so we have to first... We have to realize that Jesus is the source of our peace. And then we have to start taming those thoughts because that battle starts in our brains. And then one of the ways we win and we continue winning this battle is through spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines. I found this story of this kid. He, was, he really wanted a new bike for Christmas. I mean, he really, really wanted one. And so he was writing a letter to Santa Claus and he said, Dear Santa, I've been really good this year. And he sounds like, No. Oh, and he kind of crossed it out. He's like, Dear Santa, I, I've been good. He's like, no. And then he's like, so Santa, I've really tried. And he's like, no, that doesn't work either. So then he thought about him and he went to his family's nativity scene. And he took baby Jesus. And he said, so, or he took Mary. I'm sorry, he took Mary and he wrote a letter to Jesus. Jesus, if you want to see your mom again, I really need this bike. Like, <laughs> doesn't really work that way. And he was trying everything to get there, right? So the way that we win this battle, the way we continue winning this battle is through disciplines, spiritual disciplines. And so one of the ones that's this key is the discipline of prayer. We've talked about it already several times today. The discipline of prayer. What does that mean? Spending time in God's presence. He said that, what did he say in Philippians 4? Instead of worrying, what? Pray. And, and we can't just pray when things are in panic mode. We need to get that routine of prayer going, right? So take time, even if it's five minutes in the morning, five minutes before you go to bed, take time and just spend time in God's presence talking to him, being in his presence. And then we can tell him those things that are bothering us because he really wants to know. He wants to hear from us, right? A lot of times it's our, our last resort, but it needs to be our go-to. It's that constant communion with Jesus that will help us. And you know what's amazing is, again, I've been, I've been reading. I'm really fascinated this year with our thoughts and things. And they're saying that they actually realize now you can actually change the wiring in your brain. Did you know that? Because our brains are kind of lazy animals like the rest of us, and they just kind of keep in the same ruts. But they said if we can actually change the way that we think, we actually change some of those connections in our brain. Our brain is not static. It's dynamic. And so we can actually change those. You might be saying, what? Have you ever tried learning something new later in life? It's difficult, isn't it? Like, oh my word. Because we get used to thinking the same ways. And so we, when we expand that, we have to kind of retrain our brains a little bit. And so uh, we can do that. So, what does that mean? Well, if I'm really good at worrying, when I start to worry, I need to stop and pray instead, right? Okay, Lord, I'm going to give this to you. And when I do that, I'm retraining my brain. So, instead of my first thought being, let's worry, my first thought can then be, what? Let's pray. Let's go to God for this first. Let's let's take this to Him first. We can retrain that, and we can. And here's the thing. And and Craig Rochelle said this. He's a guy read a lot. He says that our lives move in the direction of our most dominant thoughts. Our lives move in the direction of our most dominant thoughts. What I think about is what I'm going to tend to do more. And so, if I'm worrying, I'm going to tend to worry more, right? If I fret, I'm going to tend to fret more. If I, if I panic a lot, I'm going to panic a lot. But if I learn to trust and I think about Jesus and I think about going to him in prayer instead of worrying first, my life is going to move that direction. So when I start thinking about things that are good and admirable, worthy of praise, right, my life is going to move in that direction. When I think about peace, my life is going to move in that direction. So when our lives are centered on Christ and our thoughts are centered on Christ, our lives are going to move in that direction. And we can practice the discipline of renewing our minds. You've heard me quote this verse a lot, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. This has kind of been my verse this year. I've been really trying to do this with my brain. Paul says, Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him, the kind he will find accessible. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. i going to read that again. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't panic all the time. Don't worry all the time, right? But instead, what? Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So we need to renew our minds. We need to let God change the way that we think. And how do we do that? We fill our minds with this. Right? We take time every day to spend time in His Word. We, we take time every day to read some of His Word and think about it. Because we can think about a lot of things, right? We can think about what came on the news this morning on CNN or Fox News or any of those that you watch. It's easy to think about that stuff. And we need, we need to know what's going on, but we also need to know what's going on here, right? So take that time. And again, that Uversion app you can put on your phones, that Bible app on your phones, they have plans you can do every day. And you can do them in just a couple minutes. You can read a devotional, read some scripture, and then stop and think about it. And it's a great way to retrain our minds, to start thinking about things that are good. We can do that as we start our day, right? And we renew our minds. So we spend time in his word. We spend time in his presence. I love in Romans chapter 8, verse 5, Paul says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things. I just lost my spot. Sorry. <laughs> Those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Did you catch that? Letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So again, when we think about things that honor Him, when we think about things that come from His Word, we can have that peace in our hearts. And then we practice this discipline of absolute trust absolute trust in john 14 27 jesus said i'm leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart and the peace i give is a gift the world cannot give so don't be troubled or afraid you know when jesus said that the night before he was crucified he said i'm leaving you a gift of peace even though things in his world were swirling and he knew what was coming he said i'm leaving you with the gift of peace and so a lot of times we do this thing i'll, I'll pray about something i don't know if you guys ever do this and I'll worry about it. <laughs> okay, Lord, I'm giving you this. I'm not going to worry about this anymore. Oh, what am I going to do here? <laughs> I, have to, I have to really, okay, Lord, I'm going to give this to you, and I'm going to leave it there. I'm not taking it again. right? And so Paul said, tell him what we need, and then thank him for it. Thank him for it. So one of the things I've had to learn to do is say, okay, Lord, I give this to you. Thank you that you're going to handle it. Thank you that you're in control. Thank you that you're bigger than I am. I'm going to leave it right there. And then every time I start to worry about it, nope, I gave that to the Lord. I'm giving that to him, right? And so, and sometimes you even have to like, hand something to the Lord. I've, I've heard about people who have a trouble with that, so they actually have a worry box is what they call it. And so they'll actually write that worry down say, Lord, I'm praying about this. Please handle this. And they stick it in the box and they say, it's gone. I'm not thinking about it anymore. It's physically out of my hands. And that may be something we have to do. Or if you have a fireplace, you can just, you know toss it in there that works too um, so we have to understand we have to trust that god is bigger so in closing in matthew chapter 8 you can read it later but there's a story of the disciples they're on a boat with jesus they were out in the lake they were going from one spot to another they, jesus just preached to a whole bunch of people he was getting ready to preach on the other side of the lake and jesus was in the in the boat taking a nap and if you remember the story this huge storm came And it was rocking the boat, throwing it everywhere. And the disciples ran to Jesus and said, don't you even care that we're going to drown? Like, that's how they woke him up. Isn't that a great way to get woke up? Don't you even care? And Jesus said, why are you still so lacking in faith? He said, why do you still not have faith? And he got up and he said, peace, and the storm stopped. But he was frustrated. He said, why? Even after all this time, do you still not have that? And so I was reading, when I was preparing for this message today, I was reading um, one writer said this He said that day there were actually two storms And I never thought of it this way He said there was one storm outside But there was another storm on the inside going on And I said Jesus wasn't worried on, about the one out here He handled that He was frustrated with the one that was going on in here And he said instead of coming to me You, you panicked and you freaked out And you, you yeah. I said just come to me And I thought wow that is so me I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm so bad at that. I'm just, oh, God, what about, what about, what about? And he said, just, just come. Let me handle it. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come up this morning. And I love the fact that Jesus wasn't mad at the disciples for worrying. He was frustrated that they didn't come to him first. And so I'm going to ask you to stand this morning if you're physically able What I love in that story is Jesus calmed both of those storms at the same time, didn't he? He handled them both. And so I know some of you are probably here this morning and maybe life's going good. You're you're in a smooth lake right now. Things are going well. And that's awesome. There are some of you here, some of you watching online probably that are in the middle of a storm. Maybe a couple. Maybe one on the outside, maybe one on the inside. We're just going to pray about both this morning. So if you would just close your eyes with me this morning. Lord, I just pray that this morning you would help all of us to have that peace that you offer us, that perfect peace that was announced on the night of your birth. I bring you good news, great joy that will be for all people. Lord, I pray that you would help us to experience that peace that you give when we fix our minds on you. And Lord, I know so many of us, it's so easy to let our minds be fixed on other stuff. We worry about our kids, we worry about our jobs, We worry about our relationships, we worry about the economy, we worry about the future. But Lord, we serve a God who's in control of all. We're so thankful for that. And so this morning I just pray for your perfect peace to rest on every single one of us. Everyone here, everyone watching online. So I'm gonna ask you to just take a moment this morning and just kind of close yourself with the Lord and say, Lord, how am I doing all my peace? And you may already know. morning you say, you know, Pastor Rex, I've never had that peace because I've never really had a relationship with Christ. I'm new to this whole church thing. I've never asked Jesus to forgive my sins. I, I know that I've sinned. I know that, but I've never asked him to forgive those. I never started that relationship with him. But I want to do that this morning. If that's you, would you slip your hand up right where you're at? We want to pray with you right here. Now, if you're here this morning you say, you know, there's some storms going on in my life and I just need peace. I just need peace. All right. yeah, we're going to pray this morning. If you're here this morning and say, you know, I just really need help fixing my thoughts on him. I just, my first instinct is always to run, to worry. It's always to fret. I, I lose sleep and I just really need to learn to fix my thoughts on him. Is that you? Would just raise your hand? Yeah. So we're going to pray this morning and then uh, we're going to close out with a song. If you want someone to pray with you, you can come up here to the front as we start singing. Someone would love to meet you up here and pray with you. But Lord, right now, I just pray for all those, first the ones who just, who have a storm going on right now. Lord, I pray that your perfect peace rests on them this morning. So Lord, you would handle the storms in their lives, the ones on the outside and the ones on the inside. Lord, I pray that you would bring your perfect peace to their lives today. God, I pray that you would do whatever needs to happen today these storms in our lives to bring that perfect peace. And Lord, for all of us who who need to really practice every day fixing our thoughts on you, Lord, help us to run to you instead of running to worry. To run to you instead of running to panic. Lord, to run to you first because you're the one who can handle and You're the one who brings that perfect peace. I pray that you would meet all these needs as